0: Get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you feel like you're triggered at the drop of the hat? Do you find yourself overreacting to situations? How do you respond when life doesn't go like you thought it would? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free, so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. Now, today we're gonna be talking about triggers, and man, these are important things to know, understand, and how to work through. So today is for you, if you wanna learn how to respond Instead of react. I'm also going to be talking to you. If you are tired of all the overreacting. Or if your family is tired of all the overreacting. Then this is going to be your day, my friend. You are in the right place. Now triggers are, are people or situations or things that happen. That we respond to. And triggers can either be where we go outward with our reactions, or we could even go inward with our reactions. Either way, people could see we're triggered or not see we're triggered, but we could still be triggered. But it's that thing that causes that intense response in us somehow. Now, Triggers happen when we have an expectation. We expect life to happen a certain way. We expect people to react and respond a certain way or behave a certain way. And then reality happens. And there's this gap between our expectation and reality. And the bigger the gap, the bigger we're triggered the bigger the reaction, the bigger the response, the bigger the issue. So what do we do? How do we work through this? Now, I'm going to tell you that one of my triggers is cars. Now, I know this sounds weird, but this started from the time that I had a, um, the car my parents gave me, and it was actually really nice looking on the outside. It was an Audi 5000. Um, and this, was, this would have been back mm, early 90s. And I looked good driving that car. Let me tell you, my leather seats and, you know, my climate control, <clears throat> except there was a slight problem with the radiator. And it was actually the part, the hose that connected into the radiator. Now the radiator was made of plastic. So you couldn't just like weld on a new piece. You'd have to buy a whole new radiator. Well, that was like really expensive, especially with a, with a Audi in this German car, everything cost more to fix this thing. And so my dad would like put little plaster stuff on the outside, you know, that would like stop the leak for a little while. And and the the little plaster stuff it kept growing and growing. It literally looked like a growth on this car. And it got to the point where everywhere I went, I had to stop. Whenever I, you know, stopped at a location, I would have to actually put more fluid in the car, otherwise it would overheat. That was my first experience with cars. And In fact, I even remember as a kid, we had other issues with cars overheating and and things like that. Anytime the car had a problem, whatever car I was in, whether I I owned a car, whether someone else owned the car, it would trigger me and I would get anxious and nervous about it. So yesterday, um, my husband and I are in a in in our car and we had just gotten um a a, a car cuz our our several months ago our um our car actually the the engine died in it and so um it's probably half a year later we've been borrowing cars from my parents which you know I totally appreciate and so we 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 got a car we were we, my husband literally was spending so much on gas that it actually pays for the car, the insurance, and the new gas because we got a hybrid, and uh, so it doesn't actually cost us anymore, which is which is awesome. So, but we're in the car. We had a date day, and it was amazing. It was so nice because we we work a lot to be honest at at this point where we're doing some catch up. And I told you in the past that we'd gone through bankruptcy, so we're still in catch up mode, and so. We work a lot, but we we try to plan a once a month date day. And so yesterday was our date day, and we this is our first time like together like in the car, and we're driving along, and and um, we actually decided to take a drive because it was oh gosh it's just a beautiful day, it's fall it's my favorite time of weather it's not too hot it's not too cold and leaves are turning, so we're taking a beautiful drive, and all of a sudden, I keep hearing this ding, 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 I'm like, Bob, what is going on? And he explains to me, this car has this, um, I don't want to call it autopilot, because it's not, it's kind of like a advanced assisted cruise control thing, and so he had it on, but whenever he's turning or excuse me, doing something. He's shifting these paddles on the wheel and it's making this ding sound. And I'm like, sweetheart, I am expending a lot of energy not to freak out right now. Because every time I would hear the ding, what happened? I was being triggered. And it was triggering up old responses in me of car issues that had happened, it was a trigger, and and that was a problem. So this is something that I'm working through. Now, there's another thing. Another thing that I'm triggered by is phone calls. I know this sounds weird, but my, but uh, my husband would call, and I would be like, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong? You okay? Is everything all right?" And We realized that that was a, that was an issue. So my husband now calls me on purpose just to say hi or share some good news so that every time he calls, it isn't something bad. So, you know, that was something we worked through. So now he'll call and, and I've been working through that response where when I hear the phone ring, it's not an automatic, what's wrong? Is something wrong? And so I'm re- training myself to respond different to a trigger. So how about you? What triggers you? Is it fighting? Is it when things don't go your way? Is it if you feel like someone doesn't like you and it triggers you and triggers a response in you? Maybe everything has to be efficient. When something goes wrong and it's not working right, it triggers you. Maybe when things aren't perfect, you get triggered. Maybe when you feel like life is coming at you too fast, it's too much, you can't handle it, you get triggered. Do you get triggered when life is actually maybe feels a little too slow and you're like, it's not enough. Come on, bring it on. How do you get triggered? Are you triggered from maybe the fear of the unknown? You don't know what's going to happen and and that triggers you and causes fear? Conflict? Ooh, maybe you're triggered when you don't have control? What triggers you? Now I want to give you four lessons, four questions in reality, how to... Start to rewrite these triggers. You see, we are responsible for us. We can't control what happens on the outside. We can't control what other people do. But we can control how we respond to it. We can control the internal dialogue that's going on inside of us. We have control over ourselves. Now that's important that you know that because if you go into what I'm about to teach you and you don't think I, I can't do anything about this, I they make me so mad. No one can make you mad, but you can choose to be mad. That is in your control, my friend. So you have to understand that you have the power over yourself So that you can work through these triggers. All right. Number one. What's the trigger? What is triggering you? Now, sometimes the best way to do this is just to sit and think back to when was a point when I was triggered? and, And what was it? And maybe just write that down. How did you respond to it? Write that down. I'm going to think of another situation. What is it that triggers you? You know, I asked, you know, do you, do you get triggered when, when things feel out of control? Do you feel triggered when, when you feel like, you know, you're suffering, but nobody seems to be noticing? Do you feel like when life's too much or things aren't, aren't just right? What is it that triggers you? You're going to figure that out. Okay. Then what you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself, what's the pattern? Find the pattern in the, is it the same triggers? Is it different triggers? Is it the same responses? Like you're going to look for the patterns and themes most likely you will have multiple triggers. I have multiple triggers. There's multiple things that'll trigger me. Cars, phone calls, children fighting. Those are all triggers for me. And I respond in different ways to each trigger. But my response to each trigger is is a pattern. So when the kids fight, I actually yell. That like... It will just put me over the edge and I will yell. That is a pattern. When the car has an issue, my response internally is like, literally my body starts clenching up and I get nervous. And I'm like, oh, it's like I can feel it in my gut. That's a pattern. What is the pattern? So I want you to discover that. Look at that. Look at the different triggers And your different responses. Find the patterns. Then I want you to ask yourself, what's the real issue? What is the real problem? And let me talk about fighting for a minute. And, And if you have children that are, you know, of the age that they fight, then you've probably experienced this one before. And it may or may not bother you. Now, for me, I am all about keeping the peace. That's my expectation, is life should be harmonious and peaceful. And when reality is that things are, people are fighting and, and it's, it's, you know, out of feeling, out of control, and and there's no harmony, no peace, then I am triggered. Now, the real problem is that I think there should always be peace and harmony. (laughs) That's the root. Okay, because let's be honest. Can life always be peaceful and harmony when there's more than one party involved? I doubt it. So my expectation is unrealistic. If you have an expectation that you should be able to control everything around you, your circumstances, the people, the things like that, you are setting yourself up for disappointment because you cannot control people. You can control yourself, but you cannot control other people. So the root is this thought that I need to be in control and then everything's going to be okay. Maybe it's that perfection thing. I should be able to do whatever I do perfectly And everything will be okay. Everything will be right with the world. But what's the reality? Can you do everything perfectly? Heck no! There is no perfect person. Except Jesus. Jesus was the only one that had that going on. He was the only one that was perfect. None of us are perfect. And you know what? God doesn't expect us to be. And I know the Bible says, be perfect just as he is perfect. And you may have thought that even yourself. Well, God tells me to be that. Let me tell you what that word perfect means. It actually is referencing the telescope that a sailor would use, or I like to think of it as a pirate would use, to look out over the season, to be able to see further. And that telescope extends in stages until it's fully open. That's actually what the word perfect means. That's what it's talking about. That's you're maturing in stages. So even God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He expects us to be making progress. That's his goal and hope for us, is that we would grow In stages and step by step. But perfection is not possible. Maybe. What's really going on. Is that you have this insatiable need. To be liked. And so if you sense in any way shape or form. Someone doesn't like you or isn't pleased with you somehow, that that triggers you. And you have to go into a mode to fix that. Okay, that's a a problem. That's the real problem that's causing you to be triggered. Now, I have that peace trigger. If things aren't harmonious, I get triggered. But you know what? there may be somebody else, they don't have that same trigger. And so the same exact situation can happen to them and it doesn't, it doesn't bother them in the least. See, that's why we got to go to the root because it's not really the circumstance that's the problem. It's not the person. It's not the situation. It's why does that situation really bother you? What is the root? What is the real problem? You got to get at that. All right, and then the last thing I want you to ask yourself is how can I respond differently? I have to understand that, you know what, life isn't always going to be peaceful and harmonious. The car isn't always going to work properly. My husband is sometimes going to have to call with bad news Knowing that that will happen, how can I respond differently? When you predetermine how you're going to respond, that's going to help you break the pattern. Let me go back to my kids for a minute. The other day, and when I say the other day, I mean like a couple days ago. I come out of my room to a very hot and crazy situation. My daughter, Grace, who's seven, is walking out the door and I see her go sit on the porch. And then I see my 14-year-old son in his room, hot as can be, packing up his backpack and is going to walk out the door, run away. My nine-year-old daughter, Aubrey, is nowhere to be found, which is fairly common because she does not like conflict like I don't like conflict. That happens a lot. So I ask uh, Evan, hey, what's going on, bud? He's like, and he was too mad and too hot, and he's like, I I can't even deal with it. I don't even want to talk about it. And he leaves. I'm like, okay, bud, I'll see ya." And I just let him go. So I go out to my daughter, Grace, and have a seat. And I talk with her. Hey, Grace, what's going on? You want to share with me what happened? So she actually proceeded to very calmly tell me what happened. I was actually really impressed at how well she communicated what happened. But what struck me the most, too, was that Grace was like, Mom, I made a bad choice. And I did this, this, and this. And, you know, so she owned her responsibility in that issue. So we calmly talk it out. And I'm like, don't worry about Evan. He'll be back. And then I go back in the house. And I hear this crazy banging going on down in the basement. And I think it's Evan. I thought maybe, oh, he left. He came back around the house and walked in through the basement door because we have a, a walk-out basement. And I go down there. It's not Evan. It's Aubrey. She had gone down to the basement. And she had this pretend metal sword in her hand that she was proceeding to beat the hell out of a box. And the thing was destroyed. And she was mad. And Jewish was beating this box. Over and over again. And I was like. Aubrey. Are you you mad? She's like yes. And she. And I said hey. Are you you really upset because Evan left? She said yes. I'm afraid Evan won't come back. And so she was really afraid. That Evan had really run away and I and and I just hugged her and I said honey don't worry about it As soon as he gets cold and hungry Evan will be home I hadn't even gotten to leave the basement yet and Evan was down in the basement apologizing giving us hugs and um Grace came down and we all worked it out and life went on. And what I realized in that moment, because that wasn't my normal response, okay? My normal response was, I hear the kids yelling, and so what do I do? I come in and start yelling, what are you doing? Which I find funny because I'm sitting there yelling, why are you yelling at your kids and your siblings? And I'm doing the very thing I'm telling him not to do. So, you know, that's a good example right there. But that's my normal reaction. That's how I normally got triggered. I, I would yell. And I was yelling because I wanted things to be peaceful. And when that didn't happen, it triggered me and I got upset. That was a pattern. That I wanted to break. And and I've been talking to God about it. And like how do I break this particular pattern? I've been working on other patterns. To break them. How do I break this one? And I had to go back to the root. Like we talked about. And determine what was my response going to be. So I chose. And I realized. Okay. I had to change my expectation. I had to give up the the control that, that, that I could control peace in my household. That I could make peace happen. I gave that need up. That it had to be peaceful at all times. That it always had to be harmonious. And I gave that up. And what that allowed me to do was respond calmly, in love. Um, rationally, I was able to respond in a way that it didn't trigger my own kids and make things worse. And I realized when I gave up the need to have peace at all times, I actually was able to keep the peace, my peace inside me. So I kept my internal peace. Because I gave up the need to always have peace externally. That changes things friends. How can you respond differently? Can you switch the need. To always have control. To you know what? I can control myself. And. I'm going to let go of the need to control others and be okay with that. And then respond differently. Like predetermine how are you going to respond in that moment. And maybe it's going to be like me where you're going to respond more calmly and responsively to a situation versus, <clears throat> excuse me, reactively. What about, you know, Perfection. You could switch that up. Knowing that you cannot achieve perfection, but it's not about achieving perfection. It's about progress. And so you could respond differently by going, you know what, it's not perfect, but I'm making progress. I'm moving ahead. I'm one step closer. It's better than it was the last time. As we make these shifts... Over time, that trigger loses its power. Because you see, we've changed our expectation. And so that gap between reality and expectation gets smaller. And we don't hit that disappointment or that overreacting or that response that we used to. You can do this. So what's the trigger? Then you're going to discover what's the pattern. Do you, you know, yell? Do you go internal, like fight, flight? What is it that you do? What's the real problem? What's the root? Like with me, it was, you know, the need to keep peace or maybe it's the need for control or the need to be liked or everything has to work right. Everything has to be perfect. I need to know what's coming up ahead, whatever it is. And then how can I respond differently? Let go of the need for whatever it is you're expecting. Switch it up. Change it. Because those are things that are holding us hostage. We are not enjoying life. It affects our relationships. It affects us and our own peace. And, and it affects what we can accomplish in life too. You can do this. You can change your triggers. You can change your life. You can respond differently. You can stop overreacting. You can live the life you were called to live. You can do this. I just want to ask a favor. If you have been enjoying this podcast, I would ask, can you do me this favor and rate and review it? Uh, It would really help out, not just me, but it will help other people find this podcast. So if you find this, what I'm sharing with you helpful, and it's helping change your life, Please share some of the love by rating and reviewing it. I just want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks a bunch. And until next time, live fearlessly free.